You know, I was thinking about what I wanted to share today, and um, something has been bothering me. It's been about a month now. And um, the problem is, I think we all fall under this category, but it's not where God wants us to be. And um, He's constantly sharing with us the things that we need to change for the things we need to let him change in us um, to pull us away from that, you know, to get us out of that. But the scripture that keeps hitting me and hitting me and hitting me for like three, four weeks now is many live as enemies of the cross. You know, when I was reading that scripture, I've always said, and I still believe it no matter what, even with scripture like this, I know what he's talking about. Um, the Bible was written for Christians. The world doesn't understand it. doesn't mean anything to them until they come to Christ. And um, he's talking about Christians living as enemies of the cross. He's writing it to the church. He's not writing it to the world. The world is an enemy of the cross. Okay? They live in a state of that. But there are some that are still living as enemies of the cross. And that has hurt my heart. You know, God shows me in myself where I live as an enemy of the cross sometimes. And... Um, but at the same time, because if we're paying attention and we're listening, he's working through those things with us to make us the people he's created us to be. And um, but that has just been bothering me and bothering me and bothering me. And um, as a pastor, I'm just going to put this out here. I'm not going to name names like uh, Brother Paul does in this book. But as a pastor, um, me and Memel have even done it to ourselves. Not so much memo, but I'm trying to lump in with me, okay? Where we have a problem with somebody and we don't go deal with it, okay? And, and what that does is it festers into ministry. It tears things down. It, it tears down other people. It tears down their walk with the Lord. And it just keeps festering and festering and festering. And, um, and then there's anger that doesn't seem like it could ever be taken away, you know? These things should never happen in the church, there should never be a piece of this in us. And if there is, we should deal with it right away. Amen? You, you want to see your ministries grow or you want to be able to um, be fully like uh, the person God's calling you to be? You want to be somebody that He's going to use and, and actively work in and through? Then we have to have forgiveness in our hearts. We need to love each other, genuinely, truly love each other. Okay? And um, this scripture is going to bring that out today. I'm going to be in three different areas. I'm going to be in 2 Corinthians 5. I'm going to be in um, Philippians where we're at. And I'm going to be in um, Colossians uh, chapter 4 today. But I want to start in Corinthians chapter 5, okay? I want to get us a perspective of what Paul's talking about, and then we'll go into that. So let us open in prayer. Father, I just want to come to you, Lord. I want to come before you, Father. And... and um, I want to bring the church, Lord, uh, before you, Lord, all of us before you, Father. And Lord, I just ask, Father, that if there's any animosity, any anger, any unforgiveness, Lord, um, with anyone here in the church, Lord, with anyone, Father, for any reason, Lord, I was thinking about it uh, a couple weeks ago. I have a brother mad at me for something that was so insignificant. It was almost funny, but it wasn't funny to the other person. And um, so when I talk to the other person, I'm just sharing it with your body, Lord. But I told him, how many times are you supposed to forgive your brother when he sins against you? You know, and it still didn't work. 
and it was so insignificant and and yet it still didn't work and it just blows my mind lord how how we become so callous and we have such a hardening of heart lord that we forget our first love the one who forgave all the wickedness and and things in our lives lord and and did it while we were still doing those things you you gave up your life for us to forgive us and to cover that lord and um so I just ask, Father, that um, if there's anything like that going on in the church, Lord, um, the only reason why I'm even talking about it or praying about it, Lord, is because your word says that we're supposed to deal with it. We're going to talk about that today, too. But, Lord, that you would just make a way, Lord, not for that worldly thing to come out or the anger from that or the, you know, the unforgiveness or any of that, Lord, but just make a way in you, Lord, to to not cover it over or get rid of it or this or that, Lord, but to fix it, to make it right. Lord, I don't care if it's the one who's being wronged or the one who's causing the wrong, Lord. It doesn't matter who goes to who. It just needs to be dealt with, Father. It needs to come to an end, whatever it may be, Lord. It needs to come to an end. We don't need to hear it anymore. Something that, you know, that's destroying people. We don't need to hear it anymore, Lord. It needs to come to an end. It's destroying ministries, things that should have already been started that, that aren't even able to take off, Lord. Just talked about in a, in a distant past. And so I just ask, Father, that um, I usually don't do these things, Lord, but it's like your word is so strong and, and so uh, for sure that um, we don't want to look past it. We want to get through it, Lord. And so I ask, Father, that uh, your spirit, Lord, would be uh, in the lives of, of all the individuals, Lord, that are struggling with this. And, Father, that um, the only thing I have to do to get past things like that, Lord, is remember what you did for me. Me and Memo and Paul and others, we have the opportunity to be up here and share your word with people. And none of us feel worthy of it because of who we were. Lord, but you change those things. You change all things, and you deserve the glory. Amen. We just sang that to you, Lord. And um, these things, Lord, when they're so worldly, Lord, that they just seem so insignificant to me, and I just can't understand it. But, Lord, I know that, that you know, Father, the heart of each individual. And so, Lord, I ask that your spirit move powerfully among them to remind them of who you are and what you did and, and what you want to do. Lord, so that nothing in us holds you back. I told the church a couple of weeks ago, I'd rather be wronged by them than ever wrong them. And I just ask, Father, that your scripture comes alive today, that each heart is touched that life is given in such a way that we never want to go back to the things that brought us down, Lord, or held us back. But we always want to move forward in you, Lord. And that means not leaving anybody behind. That means going to whoever we have to to make things right. That's, that means loving the unlovable at the time, knowing that you're going to change that. And I just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're in. Um, this is appeal today. Appeal? Is that a proper English? Yeah. An appeal. 
not uphill, but an uphill, uh, whatever, to make it right. I think that's what Paul was doing when he wrote the letter to the Philippians about this, okay? Make it right, because it destroys you and it destroys everything around you. You know what me and my wife were talking about today, sister? I don't want to get on these kicks because they don't give me much time, but hey, David, we were talking about the things that happened to us in our past, dictating our whole life to us. Every decision we make, every relationship we're in, how we treat people, how we want to be treated, everything, right? And it's all worldly and it's all wrong and it's all destructive, you know? We need to let God fix those things and create in us who he's, who, he, who he's created us to be so that he can use our lives to change the lives around us, change the things around us, amen? We can either be changed by the world or we can change the world. You get it? Okay, and it's, it's, it's sad that we just let things build up. And as they build up, our hearts get hardened, you know? All right, 2 Corinthians. Chapter 5. I was only going to read half of it, but then I started studying the rest of it, and I said, no, nah, we got to go through the whole thing. So we're going to try to go quick, okay? Is everybody there? Yes. All right, because we got three places we need to make it to today, Paul, before you can go fix your car. I love that that bolt fell down in there. I know you're going to get it out, but I loved it because that's what happens when we let sin work in us. Amen. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. You see, you guys, I want to share this with you, okay? He's talking about we're living in these bodies right now, okay? But they're not who we are. They're who we were. You understand? But they're not who we are. Who we are is what Christ is creating in us now, okay? And there's a new body waiting for us, a heavenly body, amen? And, and what He changes in us here and the full change when we get there is what's going to transform. Do you understand? And he's telling us in this scripture that we should be groaning for what it will be, not for what we have here. Do you understand? You want to see the beauty of that when you really look at it? You guys need to see the beauty of it, okay? That's what I was just trying to share with you about letting the world go. Stop hanging on to things that you know do nothing but bring destruction. I don't care what relationship you're in. I don't care who's wronged you or how hurt you feel or anything like that, okay? Emotions will always destroy you. The truth will set you free. Not only will you be free from that, the way that you feel, the way you've been treated, all of that stuff. It could still be happening, but it doesn't happen to you anymore because God will set you free. But in what He's doing to set you free, it changes the circumstance. <laughs> He always uses our lives to change the circumstance. When people come to me and say, I have a problem with so-and-so, I say, pray for so-and-so. I have a problem with this lady at work. Pray for the lady at work. Right? And not one time, not one time has people who actually did the praying that God didn't change the situation. The times that the situation wasn't changed, you ask the person and they say, well, yeah, I did it for a little while. Or they just never did it at all. Because I'm going to tell you guys, God doesn't change the person. He changes you, and you, through Him through you, changes the situation. Amen. 
Do you understand? That's how it works. It's never going to be. I, I even stopped praying for people I was mad at. I stopped praying for this or that or the other thing. You know, sometimes I'm praying, Emmy, and I have to stop myself because I know the very things I'm asking for, God's already doing. I'm trying to tell him to do something he's already in his character to do. But when I ask him to change my life, when I ask him to show me, that's when I can listen. That's when I can hear something new. Amen? We forget that. Because there's a war going on. You know what my gramps told me one time? We were all sitting around the table. And we were talking about these guys who did something wrong and they were put in jail for it when they were overseas. And I asked Gramps, what do you think about that, Gramps? And he was in World War II. He was in Japan when they dropped the bombs. Okay? And you know what he told me? He looked me right in the eye. And he was quiet through the whole conversation. He looked me right in the eye and he said, war is war and home's home. And I was proud of him for that. I thought he didn't bring that war home. He was in it, but he didn't bring it home. He came home and he lived his life and he loved his family and all this stuff. I was proud of him for that. But that was a worldly saying. Okay, in Christ, I only bring it up because it's Memorial Weekend, amen? That was like a veil being put over something. In Christ, we need to take the veil off the war. Amen? You get it? We need to take the veil off the war. And the war is spiritual, very spiritual. We keep finding ourselves doing the very things we hate. Right? And then what about the things that were done to you and how much you hated those things being done to you? And yet, the minute you get a chance, you do it to somebody else. Those are those things that were done to us that dictate every decision we make. I'm sorry, but it's wrong. And what it does is it comes between you and God. And because of it, it becomes between you and me. We start having problems with each other. And we can't get past those problems. Because somebody did that to me when I was little. Or, or, or this happened or that happened. I can't get past it. And you know what? When you really look at it, especially if you look at it with the eyes of, of, of the Lord, with, with the Word of God, it's foolishness. It's meaningless little things that are coming between you and somebody you say you love. Not just in this church, but in every aspect of your life. Anyways, nobody's listening, Memo. Let's just read on. Meanwhile, we groan. This is where we should be. Amen? Sister, when somebody hurts you, right? I have people, you believe it or not, almost every week somebody hurts me. Sometimes multiple times. You know what I mean? But you know what? I just mourn. I mourn for them where they're at. Right? And I long to be clothed more in Christ so I don't fall into it. So I don't get caught up with them. How many times have we been caught up, Memo, and even came against each other because of somebody else's stupidity? I don't mean to say those words. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. That was for Memo's sake. I'd say it for you guys, but he's all. <laughs> but right? How many times? Nonsense. All nonsense. Watch. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Amen. That's what he's talking about in those moments. 
because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. We're not going to fall into the trap. For while we are in this tent, <clears throat> we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Is that not everything I was just telling you guys? We should have just read the word. Yes. Amen? Amen. How many of us are supposed to be already doing stuff and instead because of what somebody said or somebody did, or how they hurt me. And I'm going to tell you guys something. The person that you think that way about feels the same way about you because nothing's been resolved. And you're not just hurting each other. You're hurting a whole multitude of people. Oh, Paul, did you know what so-and-so did to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, you need to think the same way I do, brother, if you're going to be with me. I've had people come to me in ministry, Kathy, and say, uh, I was told I have to make a choice. I have to take a side. Well, I don't have a side. The side I'm on is with Christ. So you make up your own mind who you're going to follow. Don't follow me. Amen? Amen? You know what happens most of the time, David? Huh? In my few meagle times that happen? Is that proper English? I don't even know. They take the side of the other person. <coughs> they follow the world. Isn't that sad? And I would have been right there with them to just keep walking in Christ, loving them. But they take the side of the world. We need to take that veil off, amen? Because there's a war going on. I don't want to be found naked, do you? So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life, Amen. That's what's taking place when we take the side of Christ. Amen. Now it is God who made us for this very purpose, you guys, and has given us the spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Can I share something with you? I shared it with you on Friday just a little bit. That's so powerful, Em. That's so powerful. The time we spend with God and we feel his presence. Did you feel his presence singing this morning? Yeah. I did. And when I was praying, I almost saw like a white outline of glowing. You know what I mean? Like, wow, Lord, you're here. What a beautiful thing that is, you know, to feel his presence in his house. And I'm not talking about this place. I'm talking about my heart. Amen? Amen. Knowing the same thing was taking place with a lot of you. I forgot what I was saying, Memo. Let's go on. Do you know where I was at? What was I talking about? Huh? Okay. Oh, the spirit. Yes, let's go back there. Amen? Okay, here's what takes place, you guys. Every time we're in the Spirit, it's eternal. Do you know what the deposit is of what is to come? The Spirit? It's what it's going to be like in heaven 24-7. Do you get it? So when we're there, we're going to be in His presence 24-7. Right? Paul said it last week or the week before, right? He said, now Christ lives in us. Then we will live in Him. Eternally. No sin. Right? So when we experience the Holy Spirit here, it's like it's going to be there forever. So in those moments, you guys, is a deposit of what will come. And he's telling us we need to live in those moments. Paul says keep in step with them. This is the purpose we were created for. This is what God wants to do in our lives. Amen? And when we're, when we're living in the world, 
and we bring the world into the church, and I'm not talking about this building, I'm talking about into our lives, we destroy the lives of our brothers and sisters. It's nasty. And I, for one, as much as I love you guys, I don't want to hear it anymore. Fix it. Take it to the Lord. If you need somebody to go with you, come get me or Memo or, or, or one of these other guys. Amen? We're not going to go there to take sides. We're going to go there in Christ. Because it needs to end. If you have a problem with one of us, come to us. If I knew you had a problem with me, I would come to you. You get it? Let's put an end to these things. It's not what God's purpose was for us. Now it is God who made us for this very purpose. There it is. And, and He has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing. You guys, let me share. That's what I missed on the guarantee part. You ready? Okay. When we act in the Spirit, regardless of the situation or who we're dealing with, it's a promise that things are going to change. It's eternal. But when you use eternal things here, God moves. Amen? Amen? You get it? If God isn't moving, you're probably living in the world. I made a, I made a, 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 a I don't want to say a resolution, you know, what do they call those ones? It was New Year's, New Year's resolution, resolution. I didn't, uh, I didn't make it on New Year's, but Years ago, when we were in Colton, Memo, I promised myself I wasn't going to chase anybody in the world anymore. I'll always be here when they come back. Not that I won't go after the one, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to go and keep watching them fall and do their things. Okay? And the second one was, I was going to live my life without regret. And that changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. And I made those promises in the Lord. Do you want to know why? Because living your life without regret means you always do the right thing in Him. And it doesn't matter what the other person does. It doesn't matter what they say, the circumstances, nothing. I've had everything taken from me. I still lived without regret. You understand? It doesn't matter the situation. I've had people screaming and cussing at me at these doors. Okay? Sending my wife texts cussing and everything else. And I still treat them right and love them without regret because that's when God moves. Amen? Amen. Therefore, we are always confident. You get it? You guys get it? How am I ever going to get to the rest of the scripture? We have to move quickly. Therefore, we are. I was supposed to just read this. I knew I was going to get caught, though, when I was doing Okay. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. You guys, understand this, okay? I understand what it's saying, and it's trying to talk eternal, too. But what about the times we're living in the world and we're away from God doing the worldly things we shouldn't be doing anymore now that we know the truth? And we're away from Him. We know that it, our whole life was, was a, a life of destruction. Okay, we had good lives before we knew the Lord, and things were fun, and we did this, that, and the other thing, but it didn't, didn't lead to anything. Most things, it hurt. I was raised in a family that if you wronged me, I just disowned you. I, it didn't even matter if you are my kid. 
I've had people that didn't talk to me for years, and I don't even know why. I've had people that didn't talk to me for several years, and I do know why I had nothing to do with it. I've had people did not talk to me for years and years and years, Paul, because I chose to love somebody they hate. That's the world. Okay? When we live in that world, we're away from the Lord. We're not fulfilling the purpose that He gave us to fulfill. You see it? I don't know where you're at in your walk with the Lord, but you can gauge it by how you treat people. That's reality. It doesn't matter what, who they are, what they've done to you. You can gauge it. But see that part right there in 6? Therefore, we are always confident. I love that. We are confident, I say, and would refer to prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. He's talking eternal. But he's also talking those moments of the deposit where he moves. Amen? Listen, those moments of the deposit are beautiful when you're by yourself, but really they don't mean anything unless you use them. Unless you let God use them. Because we can't do anything. You know that. I have to keep constantly changing my words because I know the truth. And it just, hey, what did you just say? <coughs> did you understand what I just said? Okay. We are confident, I say, and would rather and prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Amen? Amen. So we make it our goal to please Him. Here it is. Why, why not just read it, Matt? Whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must always appear, listen, are you ready? Before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him. Take the veil off. There's a war going on. We need to see the truth so we can live in it. Amen? You know what it means to take the veil off, sister? It's not just, well, I'm talking about your veil. There's also the veil where you live a certain way and it takes the veil off the eyes of others, okay? Which is part of this too. You know what it means to take a veil off? Is to choose Christ in every situation like that. To, to know that there's, there's two choices you can make and you choose Him. Choose the truth. You get it? It's beautiful. And then it changes the lives of people around you as well. Where am I at? Right here. Uh, before judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. Listen, whether good or bad. I want to share something with you. I'm in Christ. I know that when I leave this tent, I'm going to go to be with him eternally. Okay? And I know that I'm going to be with him. And when I'm there, there's not going to be any sin. There's not going to be any sorrow. It's not going to be a tear. Nothing. Do you understand? Okay? But when it says that we're going to pay a price, that we're going to, that, that rather good or bad, I thought about that long and hard years ago. And I thought about all the people that I was supposed to share with, all the seed I was supposed to plant. And I chose not to because I wasn't walking in the Spirit. Because I wasn't sharing him. Because I stayed angry at Rafa. You know, because he's bald. That's how meaningless those things are. Rafa's bald and I'm mad at him and I'm not going to forgive him until he grows air. That's how meaningless they really are when you look at him in Christ. Amen? Now Rafa's probably mad at me. I'll come to you later, Rafa, and give you a big hug. How many times are you supposed to forgive your brother? Here we go. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We, we try to persuade men. 
You get it? Now we understand the fear of the Lord. Right? You know what hurt me the most when I was thinking about that years ago? Was my children being lost. And they would be lost because of my actions. You get it? Mm -hmm. Or they'd be lost because I, maybe when I was younger, I lived terrible. So they could have easily gotten lost and made decisions off of what I did or didn't do to them. You understand? But now I know. Now I live without regret. So when my kids come to me with something worldly, I hit them back with something spiritually. And I apologize for the worldliness because they got that from me. And I don't want them to live that way anymore. That's living your life without regret. Make it right. Take the veil off. Amen? Amen? If you respect me as a father, I told my children, right? And you love me, why are you against Christ? What do you mean? Well, everything you love in me and respect is Christ. Paul's going to talk about that. Let's just read it. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. You get it? Remember I said, let's just read it? I hope it's also plain to your conscience. Think about how beautiful that is. I, I wish I had, I was able to say that to my kids, but I wish I was able to say that to everyone. To have that kind of boldness to say what he's going to say in these scriptures down the line too. But this is the same thing. Become like me lest I become like you. Follow the things I taught you. Do the things I do. Can you imagine if we could say that even to our children? That's who we're supposed to be. Take the veil off. There's a battle taking place. There's a war going on. And it's never too late. Amen. I say that to older people. It's never too late. Because we find ourselves doing what they want to do and, and, and being what they want to be and all this stuff. And that's why the whole world's in a chaos. It's all chaos out there. Isn't it? You know how quick it would be to end the chaos just in our schools? Keep your kids home. They don't fund the schools unless your kids show up. The schools would change everything right away if they didn't have any funding. Let's put a stop to it. Amen? There's a war going on. They're trying to steal the lives of your children. Nobody does anything about it. Why? Because they're away from the Lord. And they're at home in the body. They're at home in this tent that's full of flesh that desires everything that's evil. All right, I promised myself I wasn't going to go there. Let's just read and stay on track, Kathy, okay? Listen, it goes with the next verse. You ready? No, actually, the verse after. Where am I at, 12? Oh, okay, it goes with verse 13, but let's read 12. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us. This is what I was just sharing with you. So that you can answer those. Listen to this. The ones that are trying to deceive you, to tear you down, to pull you apart. Watch. So that you can answer those who, are, who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in our hearts. We know the truth that's in our hearts. Why do we keep following the, the thing out there that people are dragging us to do? Why do we keep falling into that stuff? Why do we keep thinking it's okay? Oh, I love them. That's not love. 
I'm sorry, it's not love. We don't know what love is and have never experienced it until we've truly experienced God. And when we choose to live in Him and keep in step with His Spirit, that is love. I told you earlier, emotions will mess you up every time. Love is to know the truth and stand in it. You know how many people have, have taken the way of, of the flesh of the world, of this home away from the Lord? In love? And now their children and, and parents and, and aunts and uncles and neighbors and co-workers have no place to go to when they need help. Because we've already given in. We've already destroyed that relationship. Don't get me started, sister. I'm, I'm on a roll here. This isn't right. 13 is what I was trying to tell you guys about earlier. If we are out of our minds... I love this part, you guys. All these things I'm telling you, if I'm out of my mind... It is for the sake of God. You know why I would be out of my mind to you right now? Because you're living in the world. But I'm still going to stand in Christ and tell you the truth. See, he's not saying he thinks he's out of his mind. He's saying, if you think I'm out of my mind. He's telling them where they are and who he is. And who he stands for. You get it? Do you get it? Wake up, Paul. If you're going to go to sleep, everybody else is too. Look at his eyes. They're all... Let me get everybody to get up and do some jumping jacks or something. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. You get it? He's telling you, wake up. If you hear the Word of God and the Holy Spirit's touching your heart, let Him change it. Amen? Amen. How many of us are going to leave here today and, and the Holy Spirit touched our hearts and we were in agreement, we were excited, we know God's going to make a difference. Why? Because when we walk in the Spirit, He's moving, amen? amen. And we get out there and something happens and we forget all that. How many of us are going to leave here and forget what we heard today and not let God move in our lives? Or how many of us are going to say, no, I'm going to take the veil off and I'm going to not just hold on to what I heard, but I'm going to keep investigating it. I'm going to keep spending time with Him. I want to know these things for myself because I know Him. Amen? Amen. For Christ, for Christ, for Christ's, for Christ's love compels us. Remember what I told you earlier? It's not a, it's not a worldly love. It's a godly love. What the heck? Can you imagine? Turn that off, somebody. Jeez, people don't know I'm in church? 30 years I've been standing here and people don't know it? All right. Remember I was telling you guys about God's love? Do you remember that? <laughs> ding, ding. Don't you love technology? I hate it. Cody was on me this morning for playing a little kid game. Okay. For Christ's love compels us. I love that. It's what I tried to share with you guys earlier, okay? That we don't know love until we know Him. And when we truly know what He did, because for God so loved the world that He gave, and the Bible says that Christ laid down His own life, nobody could take it from Him. He did that for us. When you understand that, then that love compels you to do the same thing. <coughs> you get it? 
Where did when when was that stolen from us? <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting hot. I need to stop. Something in me doesn't work right anymore. <coughs> For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all. I just shared it with you. I don't know why. We should have just read it. And therefore all died. That's two deaths, you guys. The Bible talks about two deaths. You and I who love him that way, we die spiritually, which is taking the veil off because we're walking in the spirit with him. And he's changing our lives. Amen. Okay. But the one who doesn't receive it, it's two deaths. We die physically and spiritually. But regardless, it goes back up there to the top where it says for the things done in the body, whether good or bad, doesn't matter. For, for he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, right? The live part. But for him who died for them and was raised again. I love that. You guys want to understand this scripture right here, the way that I'm trying to put it into perspective for you? Okay? Is that when we die to the flesh to live in Christ, He brings life. Not just to us, sister, but even to the situation. Remember we talked about that in the beginning? Stop living in the world, in the flesh, in the past, and start living in Christ. Amen? Because His love compels you. Let him make a difference. Smack him already, will you? Come on. And he died okay, did at 16, no? So from now on, we regard no one. I love this part, you guys, as worldly. And a worldly point of view. Listen, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do no longer. Amen? You know what he's telling us, you guys? That person you have a problem with, that person you're dealing with in the world, that person who's dealing with you in the world, you no longer see him in the world anymore. You just don't. You see him in the love that compelled you to do the right thing. Knowing that by doing the right thing and doing what Christ called you to do, it'll change the situation. I don't pray for the person who's mad at me. I pray for me. I don't pray for the person who's wronged me. I pray for me. You get it? Because God's going to change me. And when he changes me, he's going to change the situation through me. See, I just can't see it right now because I'm living in the world. I'm living at home in the body away from the Lord. You get it? Emmy, you get it? Can I get an amen? amen. That's a really sad amen. 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 All right. I hate that part right there because we used to think of Christ that way. Remember I tried to share it with us a minute ago. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen? The old is gone, the new has come. We need to live on that. Watch what he says. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Why are we still mad at each other? Why is there unforgiveness? Why can't we fix it? Because we need to lay it down like Christ laid down his life for us. Because we need to die to those things so we can live in him. We just read it. Yes. It's so simple. And the things we're hanging on to are so meaningless. 
And for everything good or bad, we're going to pay a price. Even if we just pay it in this life, we're going to pay it. Eighteen. All this is from God who reconciled to himself. I'm sorry. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. There it is. Remember I told you about how to get there? Right? It's always in Christ. Always in Christ. See, it's not about in Matt or in Memo. It's in Christ that things are done. Okay, it's not in the flesh. It's in the spirit. Christ is our example, the way Paul said, I could be your example. Right? Where am I now, 18? All this is from God, who reconciled to himself uh, through Christ and gave the ministry of reconciliation that God was, reconcil God ha was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. <laughs> The same thing he's asking us to give up, he had to be fully given up in order to do that. <coughs> I mean, he already was, but you understand? He couldn't hold any ill feeling towards anybody or anything in order to send his son while we were still living against him. Not counting men's sins against them. <coughs> How are you going to get past something? Stop counting men's sins against them. Especially past sins. Sister, if you knew my past, you wouldn't be in this church. I've sat down and given testimonies at someone's house to like new people who came. I went to their house to visit them or something, and I sat down and gave them testimonies, me and Pastor Tom, and never saw them again. Because they judged us by what God changed instead of by, I'm sorry, they judged us before what God changed instead of what God changed. Amen? We have to be willing to love everyone right where they are in order for the Spirit of God to move in their lives. First to move in us, remember? Don't pray for them, pray for you. God will use you to reach them. Crazy, right? You know, there's things that have been going on for years. Can you imagine if somebody would have just stopped and prayed? That none of that stuff needed to happen. None of it had to keep happening. None of it had to hurt anybody else. It's nonsense. The very thing is nonsense, too. Nobody's listening, and Paul's talking to himself. Let's go. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Okay, 19. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he was, um, and he has committed to us, what does it say? Oh, the message of reconciliation. There it is. Make things right, you guys. In Him. In Him only. Not yourself, not the other person, not the situation. In Christ. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, are we? Memo wanted me to keep reading. He's like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, are we? What, Matt? Stop there. No. Look. Are we? Should be. Right? Okay. Live without regret, remember? Take the veil off. Let that go and love that person. <sighs> Hard, huh? I knew a lady, her husband was a pastor, and they were friends of mine. 
And he was killed in a drive-thru at a, a jack-in-a-box. Some guy on, on um, PCP shot him because he wasn't going through the drive-thru fast enough. She got on the TV two weeks after his death and told them that they were forgiven and loved and that they, they needed to come forward and make their lives right, but they were forgiven. I was blown away. I said, how could that lady do that? How could she do that? That's the, that's the love that compels us. Amen? Amen. Ambassadors, uh, let me start that over so that we can go through it. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal. What? 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 Through us. Isn't that what we've been talking about? We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Remember I told you he was going to make an appeal and I'm making one today? God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Why can't we let things go and work it out with our brothers and sisters? Amen? Amen. So that in him we might be the righteousness of God. Amen? Look, you guys, without him, we would never be what we could be. But because he was willing to take on what we did, he set us free to be like him. Isn't that beautiful? What are we hanging on to? We see the sacrifice that was made. I'm doing pretty good. Ready? As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive... I love this part. People take this thing out of context a lot. You know what this means? It's not a place to cover your sin, grace. It's not a place to sweep it under the carpet. It's a place to overcome it. See, he loved you enough to die for you while you were still in your sins and call you while you were there. Okay, but it's not, it's not a place just to keep living your life in the flesh like you've always lived. That's taking his grace in vain. It's a place to let him work in your life through the Spirit to change your life. Amen? It's a place to overcome it. You're okay while he's working it out in you. You're not okay if you're not seeking him. That's an in vain life. That's, that's a life with regret. You get it? I think you guys quit listening a while ago. Do you want me to keep going? I have just a few more verses. It's okay? All right. If I'm going to keep going, you need to wake up. Are you awake? Amen. Can I get an awake? Amen. David, are you up? Okay. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor. See that, you guys? Look at what it says. In the time of my favor, you, I'm sorry, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. You know what? I'm going to share this with you in this way, okay? If you're out there living in the world, doing whatever you want to do, God's still going to try to protect you or like he's going to do whatever he has to do, okay? But the time of God's favor, you guys, the time of his favor is always, but only when you're choosing to seek him and be in him. You know why? Because it's not that he's not doing things in your life. You just never recognize it. But when you're walking in him, you recognize everything, don't you? You get it? He hears you in the time of his favor. And today is the day of salvation. Let's change it. 
Isn't it beautiful? Don't wait for another day. Don't keep living in the world. Don't keep living in the same sin. Watch. In the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. And you know what that's saying to me too? And I share it with you guys a lot. And I'm going to keep reminding you. I have no problem telling you again and again and again. Remember the last sermon? Okay. God wants us to live every day like the day we got saved. That's the day of his favor. Amen. He wants us to get up every morning. Right. And go to him and seek him. He wants us to experience Him in a way that He can carry us through the day so that we can fulfill and, and be living the purpose He created us for. So that He not only made a difference in our life in the morning, but He's taken our life and making a difference in the lives of others, everyone we touch. Do you remember when you got saved? Let me tell you, brother, when I got saved, I wanted everybody to know. I don't care if it was my worst enemy. I don't care if it was somebody in my family who taught me not to, to hate the, the church and say all these bad things. If they raised me to drink and smoke pot and all this other stuff I got into. You know what? I wanted them all to know. I didn't care. I was in that day of salvation. Amen? He wants us to live there every day in His favor. Letting Him work in our lives to complete His perfect will and pleasure for His good, pleasing, and perfect will for us. Amen? Okay. In the time, okay. I tell you now, in the time is, is the time of God's favor. So he says, don't wait. Don't leave here today and go back into the world and let the world corrupt you again. If God revealed something to you here today, amen, you need to leave it with God. I tell you now is time of God's favor. And now is the day of salvation. Go to Philippians. You think I should have ended with that, but it gets better in Colossians. <clears throat> uh, four two. If I go into four one, we're going to have to back up to four twelve, and then if we go to four twelve, we'll have to back up to four ten. So we're going to start in 4.2. I mean 3.10. So we're going to go to 4.2. Okay, you guys there? This is why I brought you guys the message. It says, I plead, I plead with who? Eudocia. What, what? I think Eudocia. Eudocia, and I plead with... Thank you. To agree with each other in the Lord. Man, he calls these people out. You want to know why, you guys? Because he got a letter about things that were going on, and that's why he wrote back. So he heard about these things that are going on. You know what hurts the heart of a, of a, of a minister or somebody that's an evangelist or anything like that? Somebody that's, that's working for the Lord in the church? Is when somebody has worked right by your side, and they love the Lord, and then you see them hate somebody else and cause disunity and cause this friction that causes the whole church to go into turmoil and them not fulfill the purpose God created them for. And that's his appeal to them. There's things I probably should have dealt with a long time ago. I'm trying to deal with them today from the pulpit so that you'll go deal with them. <coughs> Amen? Amen. Stop tearing yourself down and stop tearing others down. And if you know somebody has that kind of problem with you, then you're, you're being torn down too and not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not the person God's calling you to be either until you go make it right with that person.
Go make it right. Take the veil off of your eyes. Stop living in the, in the flesh. Do what the Spirit's... Been. I'm not telling you to do something you haven't heard from God already. You do what the Spirit's calling you to do, and you go make it right. Amen? Amen. You don't go with a worldly attitude like you've got something to say. You go in the humility of God. You go in the love of Christ who compels you, amen, to die to yourself. That's what you do. I don't care if it's in this place or it's somewhere else. You go make it right. Why? Because it doesn't matter where you are. You're God's child. You're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> All right. This is a hard crowd. You look around, some people are like, mm, he's not talking to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You look around, you see some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as they leave here, they're going to forget. All right. I plead with these two sisters, yes. And I ask you loyal yoke fellows, which is me, Memo. Anybody yoked to somebody who's serving the Lord and, and yoked to Christ? Help these women who have contended at my side in, in the, in the uh, cause of the gospel. They were right there with him, serving him. What happened? What derailed them? What bewitched them? What shipwrecked their faith? Why did that change? When you look at it for real, sister, through the eyes of the Lord, it's something meaningless doesn't mean anything because the, the situation the problem that what happened what was said is so meaningless but your pride is what's strong we had something happen to us recently and I, I i of course memo helped me in the beginning but right away i allowed christ and i allowed myself to be wrong wronged you understand why why did i do that I want to act like the world. I don't want to be part of that. I wanted God to work it out. Amen? You get it? I didn't want it to destroy something we were trying to do. That's the only thing that stopped me. I didn't want it to destroy something we were trying to do. And I think it might have anyways because I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Still in God's hands. Amen? My side is the, in, in the case of the gospel, but they stood by him, okay? Along with climate, I don't know, and the rest of the fellow workers whose names, listen, are you getting it now? Listen, this is the most important part of the message. Are you guys hearing me? Whose names are written in the book of life. Why would we ever mistreat anybody whose names are written in the book of life? We just read about life and death, didn't we? And how to receive that life every day, not just eternally. That person's in Christ with me. If they're in Christ with me, my love should compel my, me to do the right thing. Imagine if both of us were compelled to do the right thing. We'd really love each other. That thing would be so insignificant. Get out of here. Amen?
Rejoice in the Lord always. I love this scripture, you guys, because this can only happen when we choose to take the veil off and walk in him. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Don't let anything in the world tear you down. Don't let that nasty unforgiveness and anger and hate tear you down. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to, to all. Amen. You know what he's telling you right here? Be like me. He's not talking about, I'm not talking about Paul. I'm talking about Christ. These are, these are like the attributes of who he is. Amen. That he wants you to be okay. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Amen. Let, let, let who you are in Christ change the world around you. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't jump into the world and worldly things, worldly thoughts, the way you used to be back into the past. Don't do it. Don't be anxious. Okay, if you have a problem, where do you go? Everything by prayer and petition. Take it to the Lord because the Lord's going to change you and then He's going to use you to change the situation. Remember, don't pray for that. Pray for you. Amen? When prayer and petition, don't be anxious. Don't jump out in the world like we used to do. Getting ahead of God. Making decisions. Prayer and petition. With thanksgiving. You know what? I, I love that part, you guys. Okay, if I'm angry with you, David, and I can't stand what you did, and it's tearing me down, right? I need to go to you in love and let that go, and I need to remember what God did for me, and I need to come to you thankful. Amen? Amen. Get rid of it. Thankful. Present your request to God. Watch this. You ready? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. He's going to change the situation, sister. It's not going to be there anymore. <laughs> Look it. There's a scripture, and I love it, okay? It says nothing is, nothing is possible in the world. Things like those little meaningless things that grow into that cancer. There's no way it's going to get fixed. Remember that one time I told you that somebody didn't talk to me for several years? That was my dad. It wasn't until my little brother died at a funeral that he made it right with me because he was grieving my little brother. Let's grieve now. You understand? Let's grieve those things now so we can do the right thing in them. You get it? Crazy, right? And the thing that he was mad at me about, I didn't even do. I had no idea what it was even about. Is that crazy? You see how we let things control us? Why would you not spend time with somebody you say you love? Right? When you spend time with the one who loves you, then he compels you to do the right thing. You get it? You're not thinking like the world anymore. You're not trapped in this body. Right? But in this body, you're longing for what will be. Right? And when you let him live in you because you're longing, he displays it for you here. What a, re a time of thankfulness and rejoicing. That we can see what will be here in us. And the peace of God. See, you can't get that in the world, can you, sister? I can't get no peace in this world. Even if somebody gives me some, it's just temporary. Until the next time something happens. Right? But that peace is eternal. It doesn't matter what happens. You still have it. It's awesome. 
And if you don't have it and you take it to the Lord, He gives it to you. We're not perfect and we struggle, but He still gives abundantly. I don't know why I'm like right here today. Like, urgh. did you guys come to church? Are you guys here? You're with us? I'm going to come over here. I'm telling you, Felicia. All right. Here we go. I'm over here now. Dang, girl. All right. Don't hold it against me, okay? Because I love you. You know what I'm saying? All right. How many times are you supposed to forgive your brother? A day. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts. See that, you guys? And your minds where? In Christ. It can only happen in Christ. That's it. You guys keep in step with the Lord, right? And He'll keep your life in step with Him. It can only be done in Him. We can't do it. It's impossible. But in the Lord, all things are possible. Right? Finally, brothers, whether it, whether it is true, whatever is true. This is, again, his, his character, okay? You ready? Are you ready? He's telling you to have the character of Christ. The only way you can do it is in Him, right? Watch. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. He's telling you, let the Holy Spirit move you into those things. Amen? And listen, this is not contingent, like I told you guys on, on Friday night. This is not contingent on the situation. Okay, this is who He's calling you to be in every situation. You get it, Paul? Did you curse that car, or did you praise God? <laughs> then, you, then you cursed the car. Here we go. Oh, that's good. And petition? Here we go. Finally, brothers, whatever... Oh, I read all that to you guys. Where am I at now? Put into practice. Right? Watch 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me... That's what I was telling you earlier, Rafa. Man, I would love to be able to say these things like this guy. Amen? Let's be the people God's calling us to be so that we can say that. Not He's not being prideful. He's not. He knows, like I told my kids that I just shared with you earlier. Right? The very thing you say you love and respect me is Christ. He's not being prideful. He's just saying, look, if I choose to live in Christ, follow me. Why? Because I'm following Him. I'm nothing special, but I want you to have somebody special. I deny myself every day. Right? I pick up my cross. That cross you're carrying is letting your pride go so you can love the person who doesn't love you. So you don't have anger towards a person who's angry with you. So that you can have peace when it feels like the whole world's coming down around you. You want to know why? Because your faith isn't in the world. Your faith isn't in that situation. Your faith is in Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Where's your faith? Jesus. Well, I got about a half of the crowd. I'm going to pray for the other half. Amen? Amen. Where's your faith? Jesus. Right? Hurry up. Where are you? 
Finally, brothers, whatever is true, I read all it to you. Nine, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will what? Amen. Go to Colossians. We're going to close with this. <clears throat> oh, no, I don't know where I am. Oh, okay, I'll be over here. He's done listening, this guy over here. Okay, you guys ready? It's uh, 12. 3.12. Colossians 3.12. You know why I struggled for a minute? I have this exact Bible at home. And I study out of that one at home, and I keep this one in the car so I never forget it. And uh, my, my little markings and everything are in the other Bible. Okay, you guys ready? But I like it that way. You want to know why, David? I don't want to depend on my little markings. I want to depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Okay, you ready? Okay. Colossians 3.12. We're going to end with this. We're going to go to uh, 3.17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, is that who we are? Yes. First John chapter 3, verse 1 says, how, how great is the love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called His children, and that is what we are. Amen? Amen. Not that, well, the way it's said, sister, has nothing to do with us. Look, I'm over here talking to you still. <clears throat> has to do with what He did. Amen? Amen. You ready, Em? I'm going to try to stay on this side of the church, Em. Okay. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, clothe yourselves, clothe, your, clothe yourselves, clothe yourselves. This is, the again, the attributes of God. Remember I was sharing that with you guys? Okay, clothe yourselves with kindness. This is not contingent on the other person. It's not contingent on the situation, remember? We keep saying that, right? Why do we keep saying that? Because we fall into those things. Ready? Kindness. Humility, 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 gentleness, and, and uh, patience. Listen, are you ready? Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord what? Right? Remember that love that compels you? Yes. Right? You have no excuse for it. In Christ Jesus, there's no excuse for it. Okay, what are we going to do? Stand before him one day and say, but God. And he's going to say, but what? There is no buts in heaven. Amen? Amen. Right? There's no buts in heaven. He did it all. He did everything. He gave everything. But, 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 but what? You ready? Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. How many times? And, and over all these virtues, listen, all these things he just told us as part of his character, amen? We need to be compelled. Okay? Over all these virtues, put on love. You want to know why? which binds them all together in perfect unity. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the church being in Christ together. And it's these attributes of who he is that causes us to be united.
Unity doesn't end, Paul, because I chose to not to bear with you. Amen? It, it remains because I chose to bear with you. He bared with you dropping that bolt down in that engine. Even try to take some of the blame. I'm just teasing. It's, it's good to me, but I want to use it as an example. And you fell for it, which is awesome. <laughs> Over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I love that, you guys. Let the peace of Christ, which you can't get in the world, you can't get anywhere else, rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, is that right? Is that this little church right here on 48th and 4th? It's the entire body. Amen? It's even those who He's calling that haven't come yet. You were called to peace and be thankful. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as... and and. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God, amen? You guys, every time, like this morning, we were singing those songs, I experienced God in every one of those songs because of the gratitude of what He's changed in my life already, what He's done and what He's doing, and what He can do. Amen? You get it? Where are we at? Are we going to leave here today and forget? Like so many times before? Or is this going to be a day of His favor? A day of salvation? Amen? And wherever, whatever you do, I love this scripture, you guys, because it goes with the entire thing. Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Jesus, give thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen. You know what that's saying, you guys, and it's beautiful? It's everything I was just sharing with you guys. Okay? When we let God work in us, He works through us to touch the situation. You get it? You want to see Him work like that? You need to let Him work in you. Okay? I don't know, you guys. There's going to be an altar call right here, and there's going to be a couple of men on either side of the church who, who love you. And if you're struggling with something, you need to come up and you need to pray about it. Don't leave this place still struggling with that. Amen? And ask God in the prayer for a solution. Let's go make it right. Even if the other person doesn't accept it, right? God's working in you. He wants to make you right. Amen? I, I learned a long time ago, forgiveness isn't for the other person, even though it could be to set them free too. Forgiveness is for you. It's so you can let go of something, so you could be set free of something. Amen? You get it? So let's let it go today, whatever it might be. And if you need somebody to go with you, uh, then I don't like to do that, but I will. But know that I'm on the side of Christ. I don't take sides. And we're not going there. God just put in my head times memo had to stop me. Because I went there with the wrong attitude. And he had to pull me down and say, Matt, we're not here for that. Yeah, Matt, we're not here for that. Amen. You know what? You need to have a brother sometimes. And you need to know they love you. Okay? But know that they're not there for you. They're there for Christ in you. 
They're there for the right reasons. But come forward. Let's make it right. End it today. Amen. Okay. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, thanking you, Father, for your word. Um, I don't know what has come over me lately, Lord, but I feel like there's a shortness of time and, and uh, the truth needs to be yelled from the mountaintops. Lord, people need to wake up. I need to wake up. Lord, just continue to, to wake us up. Amen. can only be done in you, Lord. We can only find the truth in you. In our lives, Lord, if they're ever going to be alive and real and active, Lord, can only be in you, Lord. Don't let anybody leave here today, Father, struggling with something. Don't let them leave here today, Lord. Now, Lord, if there's something we've been called to and we can't get it up, we can't get it running, we can't do this, we can't do that, Lord, there's no can't in heaven either. What we loose on earth is loosed in heaven, Lord. Let us give those things up. Let us give them up, Lord. And if somebody has a problem with us, let us help them give them up by going in humility, Lord, to make it right. It happens so fast. If we'll just go and make it right, the other person, if they're still angry, it still eats at them. But normally, Lord, they just embrace you because they've been wanting to let it go. They just didn't know how. Help us make all things right, Lord, and live without regret to live in you, Lord, free from those things that you died to set us free from. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.